Welcome back to another episode of Believe It All. This is your amazing host, Suzanne Guries, and today I have a special guest by the name of uh, Zay Seller, a good friend of mine who played at a few um, different universities, but she's currently at George Brown in Canada. Um, so welcome to my podcast, Zay. Thank you for having me, girl. Of course. This is a pleasure of my time to be able to just conversate with you um, and talk about our experience that we've been dealing with the last few weeks, but just forever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, these things that have been happening to us is not new. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just being now announced and acknowledged. Mm-hmm. So for, for the listeners today, we're going to be talking about the George Floyd uh, murder here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where we're both from, but also how the death of Breonna Taylor, Ahmad, all these different individuals who have been killed by the hands of the police. Um, we kind of just want to talk about that and just experience and see, like, you know, what what can we do to kind of find solutions to this, but how can we have more courageous conversations, mm-hmm. right? So they kind of the first question I want to ask you is like where were you at when the George Floyd killing or murder happened um I was in my godmom's house I was in my godmom's house I saw like the first 20 seconds of the video and then I saw people commenting that he was killed and I stopped watching Mm -hmm. but then I realized it was here in Minnesota and I was just in shock like wow that really happened here normally when stuff like that happens we've had you know from little Castile but it's been in like other states but it was just crazy to have three different incidents to go back to back so it was just right, it right. was crazy yeah i was at my house mm-hmm. i was actually not i wasn't like in a good state of mind but i was more so like you know the transition of coming out of college mm-hmm. to like trying to figure out what's next i was in that stage i was at my dad's house and i said wow because cup foods where he got killed at mm-hmm. i grew up 10 minutes away mm-hmm. from there a lot of people grew up around there so it was like yo what and my dad always drives around there so it was very like Sickening, mm-hmm. but I'm like, what? This is just not. This can't happen in my city. Right. But when it happened, it wasn't shocking though. Like this has been happening everywhere. Right. And I think too for the fact it's like people are finally like acknowledging a black body. Mm-hmm. They finally want to realize that we we are loved. We should be loved. Mm-hmm. But why do they have to come to George Floyd's murder for us to come together? Um, I think the biggest difference between George Floyd's murder and the other murders are it was recorded online and you can see the police officer just obviously not caring because he's just sitting on his neck. Like you can you can tell and people could really tell like this is actually wrong because the, the video is very long. Yes. And so when you that time what was it eight minutes and 46 seconds or something like that. That that's just ridiculous, and I think because people saw on video, mm-hmm. they were they were able to have um, they were able to empathize, you yeah, know. And yeah. so that was one of the biggest like differences, which still is crazy because if somebody's killed, they're killed. Yeah. It shouldn't it shouldn't have to take social media for you to yeah. to care about a black person. No, I agree too, and like. It just sucks that we finally be acknowledged and, like, people are finally, especially, like, white allies and white counterparts are finally mm-hmm. stepping up and saying, hey, you guys do matter. Mm-hmm. You do, All lives matter, but until the black body is, is, is acknowledged and loved, mm-hmm. then all lives do not matter because mm-hmm. it's, it, it's showing. Mm-hmm. It's showing. So I think, like, this is a time to really be an advocate for what you believe in and what you stand for, mm-hmm. right? So, like, You've been really big in the community. What are some things that you have 
done um, in the last two weeks to help the black community, while whether it's over the north side of Minneapolis mm-hmm. or south side where George Floyd got killed. What have you been doing? Well, I got together with a few friends. Well, the first thing I did was I hosted um, a little cleanup after all the looting. I hosted a little cleanup of all the looting, and um, it was right on Broadway, right by AutoZone, because there was a lot of foolishness. And so we cleaned the parking lot, got all the glass up, and then the next day, me and my friends, um, who I used to play basketball with, we got together and put together protest packages. Let's go. And so then we got some donations. We went out to like Costco, Sam's Club, all the warehouses, bought, you know, food, um, put the protest packages together. Yeah. Then it transitioned from the protest packages because a lot of people were doing that, it transitioned from that to donations mm-hmm. because a lot of the, the stores over in North Minneapolis, they've been looted, so we, we can't get, you know, supplies unless we want to drive far. And if you don't right. have a car, it's a little difficult. Man, so. I, I volunteered um, on Broadway here, mm-hmm. right over there by, um, shoot, across from Cup Foods. Mm-hmm. That's where I volunteered at. And it was just, like, sad to see, like, the experience of black people, mm-hmm. like, them in a, sur- a surplus or a lack of supplies, mm-hmm. their demand was so high, mm-hmm. they were fighting over food and, di- and diapers. Mm-hmm. They, they couldn't go nowhere. They right. had no, they had no ride, they had no buses. So right. it's like, to see that, I always feel like I was very privileged. Mm-hmm. You know, that I had a place to stay, I got a car, I got a house to go to. A lot of these people protested, they don't have that. Right. So like, it's just, it's really, seeing all this happen, it's not a shock, but it's a revolution that's gonna happen. Oh yes. And I think this is a big call of us to like, that, that we have to realize, in order for the systematic racism and for things to change, we have to burn it down. Burn it down and rebuild it back up. Mm-hmm. Because we know right now that the, the government and the democratic society that we live in, it's not for the people. Mm-hmm. It's not. So like, we're in a capitalist society that's imperialist, that's built for money. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see, like, this, the, the inferior, superior of black bodies. Yeah. You know, we see the treatment of how we are degraded. Mm-hmm. And, like, even just black women, I feel like we as black women are not being oh, yes. loved either. Like, the black we at the bottom is, toe. Yes, the black woman is the most unappreciated being on this earth. Yeah. If a white woman can get raped and it'll be a big deal. Black women get raped, it's not a big deal. So black women are the most unappreciated to me, especially in, in the society, the most unappreciated. So what do you think as black women, what do we have to do to be more, fight for more equality in love? What do you think that we need to do? Well, first, I believe that black women overall, um, we have to learn to be vulnerable. Mm. Um, we have, because of the welfare system and, and the police locking up our, our black men at such higher rates, we have to, once we do, you know, even whatever man, it could be a, a husband, it could mm-hmm. be a father, whatever it is, be vulnerable and be willing to let men lead too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Too many times we have women who are who want to, you know, dominate everything, but you need a partner to balance you out. Yes. Even if it's not a boyfriend, it can be just a friend. Period. But we need people to balance us out because that that stress does things to us. It puts pressure on us. Mm. Now we're yelling at kids. And so we have to be vulnerable. Another thing is we have to educate our children. We have to educate our children on black history. We got to educate our children in the classroom. And we have to educate our children to to understand that they're beautiful people. There are so many black kids who prefer to be white yeah or prefer to have a perm mm. or prefer you know to not live where they're living and it's like we have to teach them 
we are the blueprint. Black people are the blueprint. We are. Specifically black women. Period. Take, we are the take blueprint. Take it for the, for, the, for the people in the background. For the people in the back, black women are the blueprint. When you look at uh, the, the music today, how people dance today, all this twerking that people are doing, where'd they get that from? You want to get lip injections? where I get that from? You want to get your booty done? where you get that from? The boobs done? where you get that from? We are the blueprint. We are the blueprint. So we have to understand that and value ourselves and build each other up. Too many times in the black community, we turn each other down. Yeah. We got to stop being a cancel culture and we got to build people up. I think you brought up so many great points. First, being vulnerable, educating yourself mm-hmm. and loving your children and your black men. I think those are the most grateful most thing that you need to really stand for mm-hmm. in terms of black women. But like, that's powerful, you know? So I want to really kind of transition now, kind of talk about our experience as black student-athletes, mm-hmm. right? Um, I had an interview on Monday with a good mentor of mine. Um, she asked me about kind of my experience at a uh, predominantly white university at mm-hmm. Wisconsin. And I expressed to her that, like, I feel that as though I wasn't acknowledged, valued, and appreciated. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of all. Okay, and I, that's my experience. I don't care who says what. I know what I felt. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell me what I did not feel. Mm-hmm. So I feel like as a black woman at a predominantly white university like Wisconsin, I feel like I was not hurt. Mm-hmm. I was not hurt. When I say my body is tired, my foot is hurting, I can't run at the full speed that I can run at mm-hmm. and play my full capabilities. You listen to me. Mm-hmm. But why do you want to listen to me when I got to get hurt? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you listen to me in the beginning? Mm-hmm. So I, ref- I referenced a situation to her. I said, I injured my, my foot. I, have a, I, had, I had an extra bone in my foot, they say. Mm-hmm. It was summer of 2019 where I was running a mile. This mm-hmm. is in June. And the next day, my shins were hurting, my feet were hurting. I'm like, fuck, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So I'm still running on it. I'm still pounding on it. And this, this goes from June to August. So I go back home here in Minneapolis. I'm training, doing the same thing, but I'm not in my full capability, my foot still hurting. Mm-hmm. Go back to Wisconsin, train for preseason, still in pain. I'm telling my trainer, she's not listening to me. She's not listening to me. Why I have to go for a layup, laying, I feel like my fucking foot's broken mm-hmm. for you to finally listen to me. Mm-hmm. And so, I, so I said to my, to the to the interviewer, when George Floyd said, I can't breathe, mm-hmm. I can't breathe, I can't, he said it multiple times. Mm-hmm. He called on his mother, mm-hmm. on his queen mother, you have to. You finally want to listen to him when he's dead. You want to listen to him when I'm injured. Mm-hmm. Come on, dog. They, that tells me that I'm not valued, appreciated, or heard. Mm-hmm. They haven't. I feel like overall, the majority. So for the majority, it's normally white people. Mm-hmm. They have this stigma that black people are just animals. Like they don't, or they don't feel pain, or they they're just made of, I don't know, a brick or something. Right, right. Because even how we're treated in the hospitals, completely different. Mm. We mm. have a way higher rate of, of birth from, um, of death from birth than other people. Our mortality My, rates are low. Mm. High. High. Yes. There you go. There yeah, you the go. mortality rate is so high, like, so much higher than others. And just because, you know, you have, you know, five, six kids and you don't have issues, yeah. they're even post-op uh, complications, butchering somebody's stomach, like yeah. not taking the time, not not medicating somebody, not checking in. Yeah. They, they and we see it listen. currently too, like with Serena Williams, her, 
having her child, and they weren't listening to her. No. Now, she's a top athlete in the world. Right. But that doesn't matter. Status doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. You're still black. You're still black. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Black is beautiful. Uh-huh. And that's why even the black celebrities, y'all have to, I think black celebrities, they have to make something shake. They have to mm. pull. You have enough, if you have millions and trillions and all this money, you're set for a, for a a, a while yeah. so you can pull some performances you can stop playing a few games I understand you know you gotta you gotta feed people but there's people who don't even have you know millions of dollars and they're still making it work yeah. so we, we need everybody to come together we need white people who say they're our friends to come together and acknowledge their privilege and use that privilege mm -hmm. we don't just need I don't we don't just need donations because the donations are going to stop. We don't just need, you know, a charity because it's going to stop. We need white people to to show that they understand that they have white privilege yes. and use it for our for our ability. And even with when the new when the um, we do these elections, mm -hmm. don't just vote based off what somebody can do for you. Vote for what's best for the country. Yes, yes. Because that's really what happened. Everybody voted for what was best for them and then Trump came in and he's all racist and, and doing and saying crazy stuff and everybody wants to go crazy. But it's like, you voted for him. Mm -hmm. So when when it's time to vote again, people need to realize what's best for everybody. The power of the vote. Yes. So when you talk about the power of the vote, what do you feel like people need to do to better educate themselves on who's elected, on what they, or I guess, yeah, on who's elected, but also what those people do exactly and what mm -hmm. they stand for? Well, honestly, I think people need to understand, like, we don't always have to vote for a party. Mm -hmm. We don't have to vote Republican or Democrat. We can vote third party. Get somebody in there who's going to do what we want them to do and put pressure on them. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times you have somebody from one party who's saying they're going to do all this, 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 and then, but they have a few negatives. On the other side, it's like a lot of negatives, but they're going to make this happen yeah. for you. So get a third party going and elect somebody who's going to do what you want them to do. Mm. Don't go out there trying to fund um, somebody just because they're Democrat or Republican. That's the issue. We're too left we're, or right. Yeah, we're left too right. left or right, right or wrong. No, get somebody who's going to do what you want them to do and vote, especially mm -hmm. in the black community, because they lock our men up so they can't vote. Because yeah. if, if if you're um if you're in jail or have a federal offense, you, you cannot can't, vote. You can't vote. You can't vote. That's and that's and how they that's how they felony. That's how they yeah, if you have felony that's how they take the power away from us. Mm. And so that's why black women, black men who aren't in jail, children, right when your child turns the age, you need to Educate them yeah. right away. You need, instead of being on TV um, or on social media for five hours, be on there for four hours and one hour should be... Less than that, two hours. Right, you don't need to be on there that long. You need to be on there that long in the first place. But if you... Exactly. One hour a day, 30 minutes a day, just educate yourself because it's going to change. It's going to change our world. It is going to change our world, you know? And that's the most powerful speed that's going to change. Mm -hmm. Now I want to talk about, like, the policing, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of defunding police mm -hmm. going around. Talk to me about that. What are your thoughts? What do you feel like needs to be changed with police? Okay, well, first, well, first um, 
let me just make this clear that defunding does not mean take all of the money. Defunding just means that you don't get all the money that you were getting before. A lot of people are protesting and saying, we shouldn't defund the police and blah, blah, blah. But it's not necessarily taking all the money. It's just if I have $50, I'm not giving all 50 to the police. I'm going to give 20 to the police. I'm going to give 10 to the educational system. I'm going to give 10 to the transportation system. I'm going to give 10 to the city for whatever they want to do. You know, so defunding the police does not mean we're taking away all the money. It's just you're not getting the same amount of money. Right. Also, I feel like the police need to go through way more training. Six months is not enough. Yeah. Whatever weeks is not enough. We need a, a year longer training, especially for the people who don't live in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Ninety, Either 94 or 97, from one of the articles I read, of the Minneapolis Police Department, they don't even live in Minneapolis. Where do they live? In the suburbs. So you tell me how somebody from the suburbs who does not interact with the minority on a daily basis gets to come in here. They're biased. They're they're already going to be biased. They're not going to know how to deal with, quote unquote, us. And and that's an issue. It should be people in Minneapolis who live here that get to police us because they they see us us in the grocery store. They see us on the street. You know, they, they might have people in the neighborhood. But if you're in the suburbs, you're all the way in. Maplewood and and um wherever you know what I'm saying like all far maybe Maple Grove maybe super far maybe certain parts of Brooklyn Park I know but if you're all the way out in Arden Hills how can you come in Minneapolis and then try to police us you don't yeah. even know us no you gotta know the people you don't even know us exactly you don't even know us exactly oh. You don't even know. They don't even know us. People don't understand. I feel like black people are the most misunderstood because Mm. you put us in these places, and this is what systematic racism is. Thank you. I hit on that too. Come on. You put us in this place. Now let's just take West Broadway for an example. Look on West Broadway. Right now we're at um, one of the buildings on West Broadway, but you look at West Broadway. We have a Cub Foods. Mm -hmm. The High V is in Robbinsdale. We have a North Market. Those are the two grocery stores that I know that we have. Other than it's that, it's a food desert. All it is is liquor store, McDonald's, come on Burger now. King. We have a Malt's lick. We have uh, the Mickey's. We have um, whatever thing that is up there, um, Plymouth. And there's one that's right across the street from Cup Foods. We have a Hook's Chicken. Mm. We have an Olympic Cafe. We have another Olympic Cafe. We have a Chinese restaurant. We have another Chinese restaurant that's down by Dollar General. So it's like, what what healthy food are you bringing into the community? We need yeah. health. We need health is wealth. Literally, health is wealth. Knowledge is power. Yes. When you're eating fried chicken every day and, what and dog, exactly, you're gonna feel like crap. You're not. You know what I'm saying? Like good and, food and when makes the drugs you feel are good. in your neighborhood. Then what? Exactly. And let me tell you, it's not black people who are going to Mexico to get the drugs. Let me tell you that. It's the white folks. Exactly. I'm going to let you know that, too. Exactly. And so um, another another scheme that people do is they use the dollar menu. You know, if if I don't have a lot of money and I go to McDonald's, I'm going to look, okay, what's in the dollar menu? All right, cool. When I go to the grocery store, $1 is going to give me a pineapple. Yeah. You know? And so that's another scheme. We need to lower the prices of actual 
food, mm. actual natural foods, McDonald's is not real. It's not real meat. It's not, all, all it is is soy and fillers. That's why you feel uh, full for like 30 minutes and then you're hungry again. Yeah. When you eat real food, you feel that. You feel good. You feel energized. energized. When you get the itis, that's because you ate too much fat. Yes. You ate too much grease. That's making you tired. Mm. When you eat real food, you should feel energized to go do something. Powerful. So, that's a lot of people don't understand it too with like with working out and stuff. The power of nutrition, mm-hmm. that's the most important piece. You can work out and burn all these calories and things like that, but it's the food, it's mm-hmm. protein, the calories, like the um, just I don't even know what sodium, all that type of stuff. Oh, man. So it's all like has it all is intertwined and very connected, um and, as one. Yeah, know? and even when you think about the food, um, it, it it's all a domino effect. So let's say I go to McDonalds all the time because mm-hmm. it has a valid menu, I don't have no money. Blah blah blah. All I all I see around is chicken, chicken places, and and we have what a little Caesars. So all I'm doing is eating this greasy food. What's going to happen? I'm going to get diseases. Mm. So now I have to rely on the government. And the I have to rely system. the healthcare system. And we talk about to, that. They already treat us like exactly. They already treat us bad. And then on top of that, they don't even teach us what the real issue is. Right. They, just wanna, the they just want they just want to give us pills. Let me tell you, They're if pills. you're if you're dealing with the issue right now. It's your, it's like a health issue. It is your diet. Your diet fixes a lot. Mm-hmm. Eczema, I understand it can be genetic. You can get it. But dairy is not good for you, especially as a minority. Mm-hmm. Dairy is not good for you. There's certain gluten sometimes cannot be good for you. That can flame up your eczema. Um, even like some cancer. When you, when you fast for, for a certain amount of time, your body goes. Um, your body will recycle all of the the bad parts of your cells mm-hmm. and kill those off. And so we have to. They don't teach us that though. So that's why we have to educate ourselves and teach and teach. Yeah. And that's why they didn't like uh, Doctor Sevies. Because mm. you know what he did. Come on now. Because he found cures through food. It's not about these pills that they want to shove down our throats. Then they shove these pills down. We always we got to keep paying for it. Keep paying for it. And even, and, and even with those pills, there's a lot of side effects. A lot of side effects. So they got to take more pills. That's exactly how they get us. They get you. Every you got to, you got to, you got to take pills for the diabetes. But then the diabetes causes uh, your your blood to thin. Now you got to take. You know, this is just a. It's example. a setup. It's a setup. Just like how the systematic racism exactly. is set up. Everything is set up. And so. I was talking about this on Facebook with the housing. Mm. You, we got to buy our own houses. We have to buy our own houses because we come in here and we pay rent every month. We just, just throwing rent. money away. We just throwing money away, making somebody else richer. We gotta everybody who's in this house. We ain't going to McDonald's no more. We are gonna buy real food, beans and rice, add some meat in there, add protein, some fruits and vegetables. Chicken. Look, let me tell you, North, North Market has half off produce on Wednesdays. <laughs> Go there, get you some fruits and vegetables, and you save that money. And everybody in the house contributes. Pay that house off, move to another house, rent that one out, yeah. or have your family stay there for free. If you think about it too, like that's how generational wealth is built. Yes. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. And me and my brother and my sister, all of us have been having conversations about how we're going to build generational wealth. Yes. It, it's, it's doing things like that. And that's how the, and I'm not going to say here, but this is what white people do. Mm-hmm. And they know what they do. Uh-huh. And so like, and it's so normal for them. Bro, it's, it's so normalized. normal to just leave, leave the house to, to, you know, Susie or whatever. Like, yeah. that's normal. Yeah. Another thing that people don't understand is the reason why our, our, um, our expect our life expectancy is low. Mm. There's so much stress. Stress. 
you guys, you stress you when you wake up. You don't have to worry about that when you live in this. Like, there's certain things that I don't have to worry about me getting shot mm-hmm. when I'm in the suburbs for the most part. Mm-hmm. Especially right now. Yeah. You don't have to worry about your car getting broken into and, and all this stuff. So, stress is a, a major thing that people tend yeah. to overlook. And when you stress, that's when your rage comes up. That's yeah. when you get more, like, angry. You're yeah. not in, in peace. You're not in harmony with yeah. yourself. You're not in your essence. And that's what a lot of the black community lack mm-hmm. because we're so much, we're under so much stress. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, as we talked about here, like it's important and important to really change your habits, change your ways, change the way you think mm-hmm. um, as a black person, but also as a white person here. Mm-hmm. Let's change the way how we look at things, our lens. Let's try to understand the black, the black body, the black mm-hmm. people, that black individual before you jump in and, and place your biases onto mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, babe, um, thank you for allowing me to be able to interview and come on to my podcast. Mm-hmm. But these it all. You dropped a lot of knowledge to these people. I hope you all gained some insight. Um, and if you guys have any questions, um, want us to restate or reiterate anything, um, Zay, can you give them out your social media? Of course. So my Instagram is just... Uh, underscore Zay, which is Z-A-E with like seven E's. <laughs> Facebook is just Zay Seller, Z-A-E, and then Sellers, S-E-L-L-E-R-S. I'm always open. I, I've been talking Man. about this a lot on social media, so yeah. I'm always open for it. So please let me know if you have questions. This is perfect. And mm-hmm. so my social media is on Instagram, um, Suzanne Gilry, uh, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E, last name G-I-L-R-E-A-T-H. And then my Twitter is reversed, so it's my last name, first name. And then Facebook is my first and last name as well. But if y'all have any questions, want to chat it up even more, uh, let us know. So thank you all for listening and tuning in. More episodes will be coming soon. Say thank you for dropping in on my podcast. Thank you, girl. Blessings.